0: Welcome back to another episode of A New You Radio, the show that brings a diverse catalog of topics ranging from uplifting stories, news and pop culture, sports and entertainment, and of course, dating and relationships. Our goal, as always, is to make you feel like you're right in the middle of a heated debate at your local barbershop or beauty salon. I am your host uh michael levant a.k.a big mike a.k.a savant name levant a.k.a mamba mike uh
1: a.k.a coach mike
0: a.k.a coach mike and the names keep on coming
1: um iceberg every, tonight i <laughs> new nickname alert every week jay to the iso and
0: uh <laughs> we um, i want to talk about him too in another um part of the show too but um also, of course, we got my man Banks in the building, as always.
2: Yo, yo, yo,
0: yo. What up? What up? Okay. Full of energy and full of us uh, to talk about. And, of course, the creator himself, Mr. Josh Waring.
1: I'm very excited. We're about to have Brian Caver on in five minutes.
0: Which is great. Brian Caver, who was a uh, local basketball great. Also uh, spent some time in the NBA. To talk about what um, Cavers Cavers, yeah, which we call cave Cave uh, Affectionately um, To uh, to talk about what we wanted to talk about The main thing on everyone's mind Everywhere you see in the internet, TV um, You can't get away from it And that is the uh, tragic death of uh, Kobe being Bryant his daughter Gianna Bryant and um, the other passengers uh, of the uh, helicopter from uh, from last week, and um, it's kind of like a Kobe tribute show, you know, for us. And um, which is why K is going to call in himself and and possibly uh, possibly Jazz as well. But um, you know, we want to just uh, you know talk about it and what he meant to us. If we had any thoughts at all um, about it or you know, follow any of the things he did uh, before death or even, uh, you know, um, but, uh, after the NBA career. Um, we got two phones over there now, Josh. You're balling up. Huh?
1: Right. Oh, no, this is the old one, so I can record the call on this.
0: Nice. <laughs> <I> appreciate that. <laughs> I like, stepped up a little bit. Um, so, uh, I mean, Kobe, you know, his death, I don't know. You know, how do you feel, and, and what did you think about the whole thing?
2: Um, I remember when it happened. Early Sunday afternoon, I uh, was watching um, a documentary, and I look at my phone, and I get an alert about Kobe died. I'm like what? I'm like, nah. and it was TMZ. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh no, nah, this is Cap. This is this is Cap. This ain't real, Kobe. Kobe, mama mentality di- died. This don't even make no sense. Then I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Then I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Damn, this really happened? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. He's only 41. This this can't be. This can't be real. Then I'm starting to see like other people hitting me. I'm like, yo, Kobe died. <clears> and then they're like, then I'm getting all these messages like. And now I'm like, okay. Now I'm thinking, like going back and forth, and then I finally get the confirmation. I'm looking at all these news outlets saying that he passed away in a, a helicopter crash. And I think the hardest part that hurt me was the legacy of Kobe dying. And when I, in the way, the, the way I'm positioning what I'm saying in regards to the legacy is his daughter Gigi, mm-hmm. because. It's a sad thing to see Kobe go away. Yes, I get that. But to be honest, not to take away from Kobe dying, because I feel like Kobe had a second part of what he was going to do with his within his life in regards to business adventures. But I feel like Gigi was just getting started in taking over that Mamba mentality of what her father gave to us, that what we loved about Kobe Bryant. And... Just to hear what everybody said about Gigi and how she played, and the mannerisms that she exuded when she was on the court, of grabbing her jersey and the way the way she put her hands on her knees, like the same movements her dad did, and like to even hear Chase McGrady and Shaq and all his other past counterparts saying like, "Listen, like Gigi was the one, like she was she was going to be one of the greatest players." She had next, and she was next. Or even like when Colby had conversations with WNBA players, it's like, "Oh." I just want you to know Gigi's going to shatter all of your records and then some. To hear that confidence and that strive and then them actually getting shook, like, damn, I felt that. And it's just like so unfortunate to see that. That's what hit me even harder because, you know, she didn't even get a chance to actually live her life. Colby, he did. It's sad that he went away, but he did so much for us with basketball, with, with, with movies, with animation, with business, with books, books yeah. with, with just everything. Like, Kobe was like a national, like from within the United States and outside of the country, everybody knew who Kobe Bryant was. And he gave us so many gifts and jewels. And I just think with what, even though he died at an early age, he died empty. He gave us all that he had to offer and but when it came to Gigi and then her teammates and then the the assistant coach and all that I just felt like that hit harder because we didn't really get a chance to see what they had to offer and then with Gigi's teammates as well like what they were gonna do and what they were going to give and gift us as a community to see what they had to give so I think that really hurt me
0: yeah I can see that definitely Got Cave or
1: Cave is in the building. What up, Cave? What's going on, man? How
0: you guys going? Cave, what's up, man? It's Mike, man, Big Mike here, man. What's up, man? What's going on, Big Mike? How's everything? Hey man. uh, you know, can't complain to maintain it, man. We uh Yeah, man, I'm still working on working on your turkey wings too, Cave. I got (laughs) you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Hey, hey, we um we are talking about Kobe, of course, giving a little uh, Kobe uh, tribute show, and want to hear your thoughts okay. on on him, okay. everything, and and okay. also him as a basketball player, since you uh since you would know, so. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah.
3: Right. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. are you gonna stop?
0: Right now. You up? Okay.
3: Uh, well, it's nothing to Kobe. Um, I really don't try to make comparisons. Uh cause I, I don't think it's fair because the errors and timing, you know, we always go back and forth about things like that. So I just think you gotta kinda uh appreciate the guy in this space and I think he was he, if not the best, he's probably uh top two, top three, uh best players ever. Um he, it's a, a tragic loss out to the basketball world, you know. Um I just think, you know. His impact and his reach is just, I didn't realize it. You know, sometimes you don't realize it like that happened. Uh, but uh, just an incredible reach, how many people he touched through basketball. And especially I didn't realize how much he was involved in women's basketball, the impact that he was making in that arena. Um, but, you know, I, one, of, one of my all-time greats, uh, you know, if I was – 10, 15 years younger,
1: he'd probably be the best player I've ever seen in my life. You know
3: what
1: I'm saying? So. Um, oh yeah, that that's definitely big facts. What huh? That's definitely big facts, K. This is Josh here. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I I really appreciated the basketball IQ that he illustrated to the world oh, with. Absolutely. I mean, just it was just poetic expression, really.
3: Uh, try to expound on that and just, he was just such a student of the game like he just studied you know different players and, and different leagues to you know, so dominate the game and I think he just that was just his career thing like he just I watched the interview the other day um, you know when they tried to make a big thing about him talking about checks, uh you know look at the kid, things like that that's not what he was saying I think he was just referring to the fact that it's you know, the guy just kind of, the guy was just such an animal. If he ever had to put forth the same type of effort that other guys had to do, like, there wouldn't be questioning, no question that the guy would be the best in the world. I just think he just wanted everybody to kind. He wanted to win. I think he just always wanted to win and always wanted to be the best. So I guess that's just kind of what, what drove him. Um, even as much as he looked up to guys, I think he just, he wanted to beat those guys. If he, if he could have, like, he would have he wanted to play like Jordan just so that there
0: wouldn't be a comparison I just think that's just the type of he's (coughs) lost yeah I love his um he had phenomenal footwork as a player ah yeah yeah
3: incredible incredible
0: footwork
3: yeah I guess that's just contributing to his work ethic, man and just the time that he pushed in trying to find you know various ways you know every night guys would come you know trying to stop him so he had to constantly reinvent himself and see different opportunities so those things he worked on. And that's
0: why he became a player Yeah, and you would know this because guys say that they don't play on both sides of the ball and he played on both yeah. sides, Kobe. Yeah. So. Oh, man. And
3: that was one of the, uh, you know, that, that, that's one of the surprising things for a guy as young as he was coming into the league to want to wanna compete at both ends. Like, you know, most guys <laughs> just want to kind of put that ball up and, you know, get those scoring and try to say, he really wanted to lock you up, you know? All
0: right. So, do you have a? Uh, I mean, I know it's a lot, but a favorite moment of Kobe's at all, like basketball wise You know what? My favorite moment is
3: just kind of just like just kind of like epitomizes who he was. You remember that that play when uh, kind of I don't know if it was uh, who it was that, that like uh, wasn't tell Chris it was the, uh,
1: Matt Barnes trying to uh, like taking the ball out. And kind of, oh yeah, the oh yeah the, the pump fake like, yeah. He
3: just like never he never flipped. Like he never blink, he never flinch, you never move back. That's just kinda of typical like <laughs> that's like I'm I'm just solid, you know what I mean? Like I just think that's what it was like, you know, good that, your reaction is to do something, like even if it's just slightly but, like he didn't flinch at all. It's like he kinda almost knew it, like, I know exactly what you're doing, but I'm not I'm gonna just show you like I'm not gonna flinch nothing. Like you get no ride, right? So that was probably one of my most favorite you moments to see do yeah
0: wow so um moving forward with the um you know the death and everything like when you first heard about it like how did you i mean where are you at like you how did know, you feel I, I thought it was a hoax like
3: just like you know there's so many you know hoaxes that they do with you know celebrities not just athletes but you know just celebrities in general so you kind of think it's kind of like a hoax. like you know come on man it it's like you know it's something that he normally does when you start hearing about you know, it's he, a helicopter. That's he actually did. You know, to avoid the traffic, that was kind of part of his routine. Uh, it's was, it was his private uh, helicopter, which is probably his pilot that takes him <coughs> So, You know, so it's kind of unbelievable. And even after, you know, I was waiting to hear from Bleacher Report. I was waiting to hear from like uh, ESPN. So you get the TMZ stuff first, and all these other accusations, and then you, when you see it come up or pop up on Bleacher Report, you're like, oh wow. This was real. And uh, so it was definitely, you know, and I have a lot of friends who are Laker fans and Kobe fans, and it was just, you know, it was devastating to some people. And that's what I meant by the uh, impact. Like, you know, it, it kind of, you know it, it, people were very emotional, man, like really emotional. And uh, it just was kind of just, you know, surreal. And then the phone out about his daughter and, you know, and those other victims that was on the you know the plane, on the helicopter with him.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about how she was, um, you know, she was so good and going to be the next one up, uh, his daughter playing basketball.
3: Oh, right, right. And I just think, like, and this is the crazy part. So I was having a conversation, uh, like, when that was going on, and I'm, you know, when you hear about Kobe, Don, you're like, I'm glad his daughter wasn't with him because she's always with him. Like, she's with him everywhere. everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know that she goes with him everywhere. She's always at the game with him. Even when his other, you know, family members weren't there. She was always there, so you know that—that's the first thought. And then to hear
0: that she's dead, it's just you know, just really heartbreaking. Yeah, definitely heartbreaking, man. Well, um, uh, and and just touch on a little bit his post-career, how how he changed, you thought as a as a person from when he was a player.
3: Well, well, well I, I I don't think he changed much as a person. I just think people finally got an opportunity to kind of see the type of dude that he was because he was kind of a private dude. He really had a workman like attitude when he was when he was playing. So he really didn't allow too many people to be close to him because that was his age, I think. But I think as when he you know, post career, post basketball, I think you got to you got an opportunity to kind of see the type of guy that you really know, you was. Know, I think people kinda of, you kinda of rub people along the, the wrong way. But sometimes when you separate yourself like that, that's just the natural progression of how you know, people love to hate you. So you right. know, that's just kinda of how it went. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I think that, I really believe that he was actually uh, having this new generation get back to the purity of what the game was with Mambo Academy and working out with these younger players and, you know, inviting them out in the season. I think he was getting them back to, you know, that fundamental essence of really competing against each other, you know, no wasted motion, just being in attack mode all the time. And I think you were starting to see that in some of those guys, like Tyree, like Akadem. You know, yeah. you look at the kids, Mitchell. Those guys who were, you know, putting the time in, going out there with them, and working out with them. I think he was starting to really impact and kind of shift the paradigm of, of, of the way basketball just became just the jump shooters. You know how the game kind of evolved into yeah, yeah, a jump yeah. shooter type game, but I think he was getting back to the getting players back to that whole lifted the game, being an inside player, being able to defend. You know, guards being able to post up and make post moves. You know, getting at the guys, wanting to shut guys down, not just dominate them offensively, but dominate defensively. So I think he was kind of getting players to kind of buy into that, you know. Yeah. just unfortunate that that was cut short.
0: So is that type of stuff you're doing with, like with your summer league? Same type of stuff?
3: No, that's what i when I ran my programming, that's kind of, and then when I train kids, that's really what I try to do is try to get them to see the complete uh, approach to the game. Not just, most trainers just work on offensive stuff. So when kids work out with me, and when, you know, like its about the, the, the complete basketball approach. You know, playing at both ends, being able to defend—you can't defend, you really can't play. And I think that sometimes you just have prolific scores. like James Harden is a prolific scorer. But what happens is they allow him to not give that same optimum effort on the other end because he's such a prolific scorer. Right? right. It's not like he's going to. I just almost believe like sometimes they think they're going to take something away. Come as a girl you, do, you cook a ball in the God, The so creative. You know, he does it effortlessly. So, I don't see why he can't same the same way. You know, why can't he be a two-way player? You know, I think we said sometimes, and maybe that's just, remember what I said at the beginning, maybe it's just the era that I came up there watching and the era that I played in. Um, you know, I hate to sound like the,
2: the grumpy old 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 you, but, you know just hey you, you're not you're
1: not the only one K because I remember it was a requirement to go both ways for to get in the game exactly exactly so you know that's just how I, that's how I was taught that's how I learned even before I began
3: to play competitively you know that's just how it was on the playground like you just had to kind of get after it a little bit you know I think that's a long time too I don't think you know these young kids play Pick up enough where you can kind of work on that and kind of go through some wrong things. And, you know, I get, I get some in some cities, you know, the climate is kind of difficult, but you know, I think that's just a forgotten option. I think you learn so much when you know, playing up and being able to try things that you don't normally get to try in the, in the structure setting. So.
0: Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, I see that too, especially now. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we want to keep you, Cave. We want to kind of get your thoughts on Kobe as we're recording this show. No,
3: man. I appreciate it, man. I
0: appreciate you guys. This is a good thing you're doing, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you, Cave. Yeah, thank you. Let people know, man. Uh, anytime, man. All right, man. Anytime. See you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Have a
3: good Yep.
0: <clears throat> and um, that was Mr. Brian Cavers and his thoughts. Um, people don't know, he played uh, Division One basketball, spent some time in the NBA, so when he talks about basketball, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and we just heard John's thoughts on Kobe and his uh, thoughts when he died and how it affected him afterwards. And, and Josh, what are your thoughts on those? Three?
1: I mean, similar to John, really just enjoying a great Sunday. Like, I went to Arcadia Earth. There's a new exhibit in New York City in Manhattan made out of Reused, you know, recyclables like from the ocean, like that mountain of trash in the ocean in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, felt, yeah. So they just collected it and then made it into an exhibit. So it's turning negativity into positivity, right. which was dope. But uh, and you know, I actually went with Shido Five and our friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, the group. Yeah. yeah. So group,
0: group group outing,
1: yeah, absolutely. So it was pretty cool. And then we got the news walking down the street, like as we like we got the experience today which is awesome but it was like time to go home and as we were going home we were just like this has to be a joke and like everyone saw it was like tmz come on and that's i guess that's my biggest issue with this is that vanessa didn't find out from you know the reputable sources she had to learn from it by tmz that to me that was outrageous
0: yeah and that's actually one of our our our, our bullet points here so you, so you hated that you didn't like that at all
1: i mean it, it really illustrates the type of world we're living in so there was no ambiguity
0: yeah know. i agree um so just about kobe besides the death what did he mean to you or what do what you think of him besides you
1: know oh kobe was a, a massive inspiration especially for the entirety of his career people have been telling him you'll never be better than Jordan and that was the perfect thing to motivate the Mamba which I just think that's poetry sure. I love I love that synchronicity
0: I agree um, so my thoughts now and um, people who know me close to me they know that I'm a
1: as the elder lakesman
0: as the elder lakesman and the uh, an actual Laker fan for over 20 years which by default obviously that means I'm a Kobe fan um He's my favorite player now and of all time. Everyone who knows me knows this. And um, I actually heard from Josh. Josh texted us in our group chat and, you know, I said, what? And I instantly went to Google to, you know, see if it was true. And it wasn't even there yet, actually. TMZ had it for everybody, apparently. And uh, ESPN didn't have it. Like, nobody had it before TMZ. And so I didn't believe it at first because nobody else had it. And then, you know, as the news is coming in, it's becoming apparently true. And the funny thing is, I was having a Kobe Bryant, LeBron James debate as you were texting me that Kobe Bryant just passed away and whatnot. And I was on Kobe's side, of course, with my man Ray. Shout out to my man Ray, obviously. And we're having this debate. And I can even show you the text today. And we're having this debate about Kobe and Bron and why Kobe's better and blah, 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 this and that. Well, and my thought, he likes Bron. So, and right in the middle, he's like, yo, Kobe died. And I'm like... Yeah, I just heard from Josh and, and I stopped texting after a while. You know, I just heard from Josh and I was like, yeah, that's why I stopped texting because, like, you know, it's crazy. And then we both said this debate seems useless. You know, like, what are we doing? We're debating about who is a better player when a man just lost his life and a wife just lost her husband and her child and stuff like that. So I don't even want to get involved in any of those type of debates anymore because they seem like, you know, at this point what's the point of that type of stuff. But, um, I also remember, and um, could be a little selfish of me, but you know, I'm a big fan of his. And I knew what was going to happen because I knew the impact of Kobe Bryant because I know who he is. So I instantly spent like 200 bucks on Kobe Bryant memorabilia the moment that he died, like the moment you let us know. Before, like two days later, it was like nine times the price for everything, right? So I got it when it was just regular price and stuff like that. So, but, you know, it came to me. And said, "Some of the packages come to my house over the next couple of days because I want to get everything I can before it either went out of out of circulation." Wonderful or, investment. Or yeah, before that, so I got posters, T-shirts, and all types of different things. So you know, at, at that moment, it just hit me and it hurt me. And and people who know me once again know how big of a fan of his I was. Like every most of the parts of my adult life were built around Kobe Bryant. You know, whether it was dealing with, you know. Um, I remember when I was, I had a, um, a, uh, my, my boy smooth or whatever. Shout out to my boy smooth. And I remember, uh, you know, me and him, we, we happened to be roommates at one, we decided to be roommates at one point. And I know this guy, you know, for years, my whole life actually. So I was like in uh, daycare and, um, we had a falling out and I remember it was kind of like the same time a Kobe and Shaq was falling out and whatnot. And I remember it kinda felt like that, like this brotherhood that we had was disappearing at the time. Um and it kinda um you know, went that way. And then we came back together, kinda like they came back together. And then um <laughs> uh I remember when they won their um two thousand nine championship actually nine or ten I bought a a, a shirt right away <laughs> <laughs> Which led to me, um, you know, wearing this brand new shirt, and it got me into an argument with the girl I was with, cause she was like, <laughs> "You out here buying new shirts, and so you can't be getting nothing <laughs> and stuff like that." But I was like, "Listen, it's Kobe. It's the Lakers. It's gonna come first. You know, whatever. At the time, so which was hundred percent true, um, and um, like I said, um, I got calls. On Sunday, or last Sunday, I should say, from girls who I dated years ago, from my son's um, mother, who I haven't been with for over five years, um, mm-hmm. from 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 friends, just about are you okay? Because they knew how much of a fan I was, and it's funny because the the crazy part is that it also weirdly helped me know who really knows me and who doesn't. Because the females or people who didn't say nothing or think about nothing, that let me know, y'all don't really, you don't really know me. Because you didn't even, you know, if you knew how much of a fan I was, how much he meant to me, then you would at least say something or whatever. But if you call me they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah, you, you obviously don't know me that well. So I just helped me get rid of some people. I'm like, yeah, you, you're not really close to me as I, I thought you were or whatever. So that happened. And, um,. But for me overall, it was just all that, and, um, you know, it took me a week almost or more to get over it. Uh, if anybody follows my IG, uh, nineteen eighty four, you saw that like, when I got the hat, you know, with the tribute wings, um, on the hat uh, and lids that was done for Kobe and, um, you know, his memory I move on. I love all the stories that we're getting, like uh, John kind of mentioned, from the old basketball players or coaches or things that we never ever heard, especially because social media wasn't around through most of his career. And it's like all these little stories that showed you how hard of a worker he was, how much impact he had on the players and this generation even now or before. It's just uh, amazing to me. And that's why he's greatest to me, because of his work ethic and that he never wanted to stop getting better and better and better and better and better <clears throat> where some people would. The whole reason why he got the freaking helicopter in the first place was because so so he could still get the get the four AM workout in but still be back in time to take his daughter to school and whatnot. Which he could have just went to the his daughter to school and then went to practice after that or whatever and not did the four AM workout. Right. But he didn't want he didn't want to stop that and whatnot. And that's what uh, um, you know, amazes me. So um my favorite moment, you know, since, since Cave kind of, um, you know, talked about that. Um, my favorite moment probably would go back to the, um, <laughs> uh, I want to say the 81 points, but it's probably more the, you know, going back even earlier when he, uh, Shaq had fouled out in the finals against Indiana and Kobe uh, carried him, made like four straight baskets in overtime to put him away without Shaq. And that's when he kind of arrived, like, I am here right now. I think that was it. And the 81-point game, I remember that, too, because I was friends with a guy named Kevin, an older guy. And that was a Sunday. I don't know it, but that was a Sunday. And I was watching football. It was like a random Laker game. It was Lakers versus uh, Toronto, right? And it was like a, you know, so I didn't watch the game. I was watching football. Football was on. And, uh, and I remember, like, man, Kev called me. And he didn't say nothing. He said, this motherfucker got 81 points. And I said, <clears throat> what what are you talking about <laughs> he said this motherfucker's killer. i said what are you talking about He he's like kobe and i said kobe and from there i turned on it and it was just crazy so you know that's my <laughs> that's a true story so i to kevin baxter at, bro but um yeah so that, that that's my kobe thing so um you know now we can kind of you know waiting on his funeral arrangements and we starting to heal a little bit more now but i think he did leave a, a great legacy stuff. Yeah,
2: Kobe was definitely a legend.
0: Yeah, and um, I think unfortunately with his um, you know, death also came you know, some negativity and me and John, John was just showing me this interview with uh, Lisa Leslie and Gail, Gail was her name? Gail King, right? Gail King, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and not just her but certain people pushing the sexual assault agenda that he died I guess saying that we shouldn't be uh memorializing him as a legend because of the sexual assault case in 2004 which again I say case not conviction you know anything like that but case and I guess what are your thoughts about that
1: I would say the girl is lucky that she didn't get countersued for extortion
0: because of the details of the case
1: a thousand percent
0: okay um John um and, and talk more about that Gail Kingley's Leslie thing too since so you watched
2: it. The the most interesting part that I noticed watching uh it was only a clip of Gail's interview, but it kinda ties into the current uh trends that's going on with Oprah, how Oprah has an agenda because well, I'll start off with this one. Oprah and Gail being very, very close friends and the agendas that they are putting out there especially when it comes to our black men how they tend to talk down to our black counterparts in comparison to the the white counterparts and i noticed as gail was talking to um to lisa she was basically baiting her in a sense of like okay, but how do you feel about Kobe's legacy? Like, do you know he's a rapist? He was convicted of this and all this. And and, her, and Leslie's response was basically like, well, my experience of Kobe was he was always a gentleman. He was very, very nice, very noble. <clears throat> like, he was a great guy. I never seen that side of him. But she was also being realistic. Like, if he did this, it's it, it's it's horrible. I, I get it. But I just never seen that side of him. I don't for me I don't believe that he did it. And Gail was like consistently like digging a hole like you sure? And it, it was like who side are you on? Like and Kobe was never charged for this. Or
0: well, declared he was charged but never convicted. Well, so. yes,
2: right right. And it's just like how could you be so senseless and go against the facts of the particular case? Right. And the reason why they wanted Kobe to settle cuz was look at it. This is a white woman in a predominantly white state going at a black millionaire sports athlete. This would ruin Kobe's brand and the likelihood of him getting through this is slim. So they wanted to basically push it out out of the out of the corners and it's basically, you know what, let's just get get this over with and shut it down. But they don't bring those facts up. They don't bring the realness of that particular situation. Especially when it comes to Black men with money and celebrity going into a situation like that, regardless of the facts, because people are going to automatically prejudge you, especially depending on what type of jury you get. We've seen it with uh, that's a bad example, but with the OJ case, like you saw how they positioned how they wanted to basically take him out just because of what he looked like. And they wanted to avoid that. But Gail didn't bring any of that, any of those facts out. She didn't bring the facts of what was found on the woman's person. Mm-hmm. And it just it just makes you think, like, what are you trying to do? Like, are yeah, you...
0: to, I mean, to your point, if you're not going to bring up everything up, then you shouldn't bring nothing up. Right. If you're not going to bring up all the facts of the case, then, you know, if you're, if you're not going to talk about anything about uh, this girl and her uh, being promiscuous, let's say, um, before the events with Kobe, then you shouldn't bring it up at all. And because he wasn't actually convicted of a crime, it shouldn't be a topic because you can get charged with anything falsely. Doesn't mean you did it. There are people right now who are getting um, exonerated and saying that you know they're finding the actual murderer for somebody who somebody was charged with for murder 15 years ago. And because I was charged... <laughs> Doesn't mean if I die tomorrow and they say, well, how do you feel knowing that he was charged with murder? If I didn't do it, it doesn't matter. So why are you bringing it up? So, right. so my thing is that I just feel like that's a media agenda. I feel like it's a rating seeking, you know, for all media um, avenues and stuff like that. And I feel like it's just not fair because, again, going back to the culture itself, rape culture, which we, talk, which we talked about on the show before. Just because somebody says something happened doesn't necessarily mean it has to be true. And you shouldn't be, uh, I guess, convicted in the public eye because someone said, you know, this particular thing happened. And it's crazy because, like you said, even when he won the Oscar, they said, well, how can you get somebody charged from rape an Oscar? Because he didn't get convicted of the crime and whatnot. You might as well say, how can you give him an NBA championship If That's the case.
2: Yeah, and they were like... <laughs> They were even saying, like, did he give his rings back because of it? I'm like, what does his rings have to do with a case that he was not convicted for? I, I, like, it was just like they were just basically trying to go for ratings and basically bring down what Kobe had to offer and basically take, a, take away against his character. Like, it just Almost doesn't like make the, any sense.
0: The whole judicial system and due process means nothing because you're still convicted in the public eye regardless. Right, which is which is a horrible thing. And you
2: know the just I, you like know the OG. irony in this, like, this big, like <clears throat> just to break, like just to defend somebody who's obviously not here anymore. John Sally was on Vlad TV. I watched that, and he gave a perfect example as to Kobe's character. He basically said when Kobe would go out and practice and go to games and stuff like that. He would never go out with the team. Like, if they would go out and party and go out for drinks, Kobe would go straight to his hotel room, wake up at 4 a.m. to go practice with his personal trainer. And if they were flying, he would fly his personal trainer in just so he can get his workout in. He said it was such a rare occurrence to get Kobe out, like John he actually convinced Kobe to come out once for his birthday. Kobe did come out, came out for a little bit, and everybody's like shocked like girls are like running up to kobe like oh they went back left got dressed up because it's like they never see kobe out and when they actually got a chance to see him like he's he's telling the story girls like go back to the hotel room get all glammed up and come right back trying to run up to kobe and all that so kobe's like there parlaying a little bit getting a couple drinks and he was like you know what i'm good i'm about to go and he was like well we all came together he was like it's okay i'll get my own ride and left didn't even stay didn't even like engage in any activities and I think they were in Vegas and he was just like nah I'm good and I'm, I'm going back to. I gotta go back I gotta train so it's just like you hear stories like this and then you you hear a case like this like don't get me wrong people make mistakes I'm not saying Kobe didn't have sex with the girl or whatever but to say that he raped her come and on
0: and even that man I feel like it's crazy like again like let's put these things in context and a lot of times we don't and I feel like you know <coughs> We can talk about it now, so many years later, right? But if we look at the context of it, yes, he slept with the girl and he was a married you know, person at that time. Mm-hmm. However, let's be in context. dude was like 22. He married his, he met his wife at 19 and then married her mm-hmm. like a year later. He's like a 22-year-old, young, rich man and whatnot. Not saying it's okay to cheat, but 22-year-olds mm-hmm. make a mistake every single day. So why are we condemning this man for being a 22-year-old making a mistake that he never made again and whatnot. And I feel like that, you know, that's never put in context when we talk about it, his actual age and life and and things, you know, that he did. Like, I feel worse about somebody like Kevin Hart, who's almost 40 and cheating on his wife and already had several wives Mm -hmm. than a 22-year-old who met one girl and fell in love with her and married her and never really did anybody else ever. Stuff like that, like that's natural to
1: me. Well, going back to the point about Oprah and the media, I mean, how many second chances did your boy R. D. J. get, right?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And now he's and not five, not six, not seven.
0: Exactly. So it's a, um, it's a shame that um that, that that we go through this like this, and you know, I hope that you know this is never brought up again, as his legacy seems to get you know bigger and bigger. Oh,
1: this is just the beginning. If we're being honest.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think even at his funeral, people are like, "Why was we showing his funeral of a guy who's a rapist?" And that's what makes me mad. If you're a rapist, it means you've been convicted of the rape with, you know, um, with evidence to not refute that. Not saying the court, the case never went to trial, and I was never convicted. How can you say the word rapist and and feel good about that without even having the truth behind it? I, I, I can't stand that.
1: I agree, and let's not forget, this is the reality that people can not be rapists, be convicted of rape, and they can get, you know, taken out of jail because it got overturned. Right. <clears throat> However, you still have to register as a sex offender, as a rapist. Right. So you're still socially a rapist. So
0: socially a rapist. Just like Kobe's so socially a rapist, apparently, even though he, you know, didn't actually do it. So that's, um... That, that, that kind of sucks. And then also with the whole, you know, um, death of him thing came, I guess, the misinformation. There's something like the stuff about a Rick Fox or how many people was in the airport and, I mean, the helicopter and all this other stuff. I guess that was a little bad because it was every hour was different stuff coming out. It was three people, five people, nine people. It was Rick Fox. there were his kids too. It was not Rick Fox. It was just like, you know, it, I think it took a, a toll on all these families even more with the information not coming out correctly. Because some people who who's, some people family who um, didn't even know that their family member was on a helicopter, they're hearing about Kobe at first. Don't even know. It was more than just Kobe. So I feel like it's a shame that the information wasn't coming out. Yeah, and
2: I think the worst part to that was uh, when Rick Fox right. was allegedly dead. Right. And he was away, actually. And then his family was in panic and shock because they were sending messages. And friends were like, hey, were yo, were you good or where are you? I can't believe it's happening. And just to get that moment of silence of those hours going by and not actually hearing what's going on. And I just think that's just senseless on... With TMZ's part of not taking that into consideration of just throwing the getting the news of like, oh, Kobe and such and such died and that and just like,
0: what are we doing? What are, here? Yeah, you're so. I think they're so. And not even getting the real facts. They're so pressed to try to get the story out faster than everybody else mm-hmm. that they're not even getting the facts right. Right. Which is um, tasteless. Oh, speaking of basketball, breaking news: Andre Iguodala signed with the Miami Heat, apparently. So. He's off the shelf and he's going to the Heat, so he is <clears throat> what a what a contender there. What do you think about that, Josh?
1: I mean, it makes sense in the East because I mean, there's not that many pieces to compete with. So, you know, I guess he learned from LeBron.
0: <laughs> I think he's one to go party at an elder age a little bit. He
1: hey, you, you can do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a great place to retire in pun absolutely intended no state income tax there
0: well me and, me and banks will be down there in um in september hopefully i can join us and whatnot <laughs> but um you know with that and then there was i guess the whole thing with mr dr umar and whatnot who's getting a lot of backlash these days from um
1: <laughs> backlash for encouraging people to invoke critical thinking that's interesting
0: well I watched a video of somebody playing what he said, and they broke down everything he said. Like, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, and whatnot. And, um, and I I've, I've got statements from my friends who are like, ever since that, I've lost some respect for him and whatnot. But I guess, what are, what are your thoughts on Dr. Umar's uh, statements?
2: Um, I thought, now, here's my thing. With, with Dr. Umar... Um, I will say this and I've always said this I don't agree with everything that Umar presents to the collective because sometimes he may be a bit too radical for me but what I do appreciate of what Dr. Umar presents is he creates critical thinking in regards to just going I'm not I get the situation is very sensitive and I get the, the logistics and the facts and everything in the house everything is coming up to a to fruition and all that. But I feel like with him, he just puts out certain things that people tend to look past on. And especially with what Kobe Bryant was going through and what he was actually going to do, I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to those particular facts. And I think what what Umar did was he was just putting out information out there to get people to actually think Outside of the box, like okay, yes, I understand this happened to him, but like, don't forget like the other things that are actually happening, especially with his helicopter. Why is Kobe flying in a thirty-year-old helicopter? Why is Kobe flying in a helicopter that doesn't have the terrain t- technology to be able to sense what uh, what hills or what what's actually going in front of him? Like, why does not he? Why doesn't he have that technology in his helicopter? And it's just like little things like that that people will look past on and just say, oh, this is just a tragedy and I can't believe this happened. But it's just like, why did it happen? Like,
0: I, I think, so So I think that, I don't think it's more of an issue of um, of looking past. I think it's just like bad timing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that he was such a massive spirit, massive person, mm-hmm. that, the, that the grief is so long mm-hmm. that they can't even t- take the time to think about that right now because they're still grieving like myself right and and because they're still um, uh, memorializing him talking about his legacy hearing all his <laughs> stories and they hear that at the time right is different just like I was um, you know I'm sure the day or whatever week of let's say mm-hmm. Martin Luther King got killed or whatever it might have been hard for someone to talk about this conspiracy of it than it would be years later. Even now, we can talk about it like it's like it's free, you know, freely. So I think the timing of it for him um, wasn't good. And I think um, like anybody else, TMZ, whoever, you gotta, you, you can't be just spitting out stuff without your fact streak. And the video I watched, he, you know, he said, you know, the news reported there was fog. It was clear as day out there. When, Everybody, I seen the videos of the. It was clearly foggy, so it's like you can't be just saying stuff just for I don't know for views or whatever unless you got a hundred percent. Like everybody knows it was foggy that day. People who just drive in the street was like I couldn't even. I had to park my car. So, but he who wasn't even in LA says it was clear as day. So it's like, why are you saying these things or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it takes away from mm-hmm. your <clears throat> authenticity mm-hmm. when your facts, you know. Are not correct and what also hurts him i think is that and whatever he presents is that when it comes to the conspiracy and things like that it's too many right because I, I i was at a house the other day super bowl house mm-hmm. and the half the house was like you know lebron was a part of it right and if you listen to lebron uh talk about kobe the day before when he passed him in the points, he used kobe in a pass tense. So LeBron knew what was going on, or whatever. Right. And I think he's call Kobe out the way. So again, once you go down one rabbit hole, you go down twenty, and then nobody knows what's factual and what's not. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really that's really an issue.
1: Well, again, the concepts that which Dr. Umar was demonstrating is that you just have to perceive what you hear in 360 degrees. Don't just listen and then you know hear. And then take it as the gospel which a lot of people are doing yeah. especially since we have a very emotional society so there's a lot of lack of logic so people like you said people are distraught i'm devastated however i'm just that's just how you know i how th- right. th- that's just how i'm calculated i guess mm-hmm. right so it just makes sense to always be able to identify how the collective is thinking but also yeah. Be able to think individually.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> um And even to your point about the helicopter, right? Kawhi uses mm-hmm. the same guy and the same helicopter all the time to the point where, like, the helicopter, uh, right? It's no, no pilot me... will say would, would would tell Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kobe told me to tell you this when I picked you up. Like they mm-hmm. would they would be like back to back. He'll drop Kobe off, pick up Kawhi, drop Kawhi. Cause Kawhi was living in San Diego, but still work going to the Clippers. So Kobe's Kobe put him on. Use this helicopter. Use this helicopter, guy, or whatever like that. So yeah, it's thirty year old dude or whatever. Yeah. But, well,
2: it was the company because there's only. But Kawhi using it too. So like, well, it's the, the but they didn't use the same helicopter. It was did. the same company.
0: No, they use the same helicopter, same guy, everything, <laughs> same pilot, same helicopter. Kawhi said, "I've been in a helicopter several times mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatnot." Like, so the, I'm telling you, he dropped Kobe off and mm-hmm. we'll go get Kawhi or whatever to that point. So apparently, it's just a popular helicopter.
2: Well, there's only three helicopter. companies. In that area, that provide those services, right? And they rotate uh, from because I watched an interview with the uh, Colby's original pilot, and he said there's like a small handful of pilots they use for that company. Right. There's just only there's only I think he said there was only three, less yeah. than three. Um, and he did bring up that helicopter was considered to be like very reliable and very safe. And it was sturdy. It was like considered to be a corporate helicopter. Um, <clears throat> so that those are some things that he pointed out <clears throat> as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot just got to do with the timing and why he's getting some backlash now from people who even love him or whatever. I was watching um last night. Have you watched uh Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix? No. That you? Mm-hmm. What's that? About? All right, so Hip Hop Evolution. Um, and this is uh, off topic, but Hip Hop Evolution is a dope show, right? So it's this dude, I forget his name, but he goes around to the different areas of the company and talks to the pioneers of hip hop for each individual area. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how, because, you know, everybody knows New York started hip hop, right? right. Hip hop started in New York. So when, when New York was still killed in hip hop in the 80s or whatever, 70s, 80s or whatever, other places wasn't doing hip hop or whatever so he all he asked <clears> him <throat> how did y'all get into hip hop like that or whatever right so he goes to every area and talks to each partner so he goes to Miami talks to Uncle Luke right down there he goes to the Bay talks to Too Short and uh, E-40 he'll go to Houston and talk to Bun B mm-hmm. and Scarface like the originators of the hip hop in those areas and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then they do like uh, stuff about you know different parts well anyway it's, it's a dope series you gotta watch it I'm telling you, you'll love it mm-hmm. but um he was talking about, um, you know, Biggie or whatever in New York at one point. <coughs> and, um, and they talk about how, um, how, how, how you know, Biggie had um, got shot. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. i read that something crazy. How Tupac got shot in Quad Studios the night when Biggie was upstairs mm-hmm. um, before he went to jail that night. And, you know, remember Tupac always thought that Biggie set him up when his first time he got shot and stuff like that. And Biggie swore he had nothing to do with it. Whatever. is cool. But they had recorded this song three months before called Who Shot Ya? And whatnot. And then Tupac's in jail just sitting there steaming already thinking Biggie did it. And this song was supposed to be a hit. So Big just said, come on, let's just drop it because I know I ain't doing do nothing wrong. Well, by dropping Who Shot Ya? It just made Tupac really think you definitely had something to do with it. Right? And then it was like that kind of started the whole East Coast West Coast beef, which lost a lot of lives. Now Biggie maybe had nothing to do with it, and maybe the song had been recorded, but the fact that he dropped it right after Tupac got shot is just bad timing. And just like this Omar thing, I think he's doing what he normally does, but I think he's got to have a, um, like Josh said, like know your audience, know the timing, and say I'm wait a few weeks out, then I'm gonna drop this bomb. On this Kobe conspiracy theory, so that's my whole thoughts on the whole thing and whatnot.